TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, thank you very much, Gary. Appreciate it. It's 9.05 on this Tuesday morning, 14th day of November 2023. I'm John Reed, and we're glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. Just mark this through the end of the week here with the, the budget showdown in Washington. In all those times I was up in D.C. where I could just predict how the press was going to play this, do you think that ABC News and CNN, and I mean, even Fox, are they going to go out and say, why won't the Democrats pass a budget to keep the government open? Why won't they come along with this responsible, reasonable plan that this brand-new, bright-eyed speaker has come up with? No, they're not. They're going to focus on, what, out of 200 217 Republicans, the three or more who won't go along with their own party. There'll be no pressure put on the Democrats to be bipartisan. I mean, are you figuring out how this works yet? You, you, you seeing the double standard here? The, the game that is played? Republicans always bad. Democrats always good. So you tell me, why won't you know Abigail Spanberger, our congressman, why won't she go along with the new speaker and say, yes, sir, I, you know, we're from different parties, but I to always talk about reaching across the aisle. I'm going to do that with you because I agree we need to keep the government open. Uh-uh. <laughs> or maybe I'll be wrong. Listen, I hope I'm wrong. Maybe Abigail Spanberger will do that. And then there'll be a little more credibility for her when she talks about how she reaches across the aisle as she runs for governor. But I, I wouldn't um, wouldn't. Um, bet on that going forward. Listen, we've talked a lot about cultural issues uh, for the last year, right? And I don't know. We just talked to a candidate who was questioning a little bit about whether or not the cultural issues are winners for Republicans or winners for Democrats. And I did, you know, I mean, I just don't believe that moms and dads are okay with, I don't want to use a loaded word here, I want to be objective. Um, Material in the public school system for middle schoolers and elementary school students, especially, that is sexualized, that talks about gay uh, lifestyles. And you know I'm gay, so it's not like I'm bashing on my own people. I just, I got to tell you, I don't think that that's appropriate for younger people to be in exposed to this. Um, and I don't know how it's going to play, but I think it's something we have to engage on. And it's been surprising where you found allies here. Some political people, I mean, they run the other direction. But then you get somebody that you wouldn't expect necessarily to stand up and put his whole uh, reputation and career on the line. Kirk Cameron, you know, you, you, you've probably seen him talking about political issues of late. But most of us remember him from Growing Pains playing Mike Seaver. Uh, so, he, you know, that's his claim to fame but now he is standing up and i think very responsibly pushing back on some of the the social craziness that's happening and kirk is with us this morning i appreciate you coming on today 
Hey, good morning. Good, good to be talking with you. Thanks, thanks for having me. We are aware of this book fair that is coming up soon um, in Spotsylvania, hosted by the Spotsylvania County Public Schools, December 2nd. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Now, why are you engaged in this, and what books are we talking about? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> uh, to, to give a little bit of, of background, last Christmas I wrote a children's book called As You Grow. Hmm. And in that book, uh, I, my goal was to, to teach kids uh, how to grow the sweet fruit of the Spirit. And uh, that, that fruit of the Spirit is a phrase found in the, in the Bible. And it's referring to things like love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And I wanted to read that book in a public library, like so many other groups uh, are doing uh, during story time. And I was denied by over 50 woke libraries that had previously held drag queen story hours for children and uh, even received lots of pushback from parents who were concerned about the sexual content of material being presented to their kids. And uh, I, I respectfully pushed back and said, listen, this is the United States of America. And we have something called um, freedom of speech. And if in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, you shouldn't be saying yes to certain groups you agree with and no to others simply based on viewpoint discrimination, Mm -hmm. especially religious viewpoint discrimination. And if you continue, I'm prepared to assert my constitutional rights in court. Uh, They reversed course, and I showed up at the downtown Indianapolis library, and we were greeted by over 3,000 parents and grandparents and kids who flooded that library, not because of a a, a celebrity reading a book per se, but because they wanted to get behind something that would give voice to their belief that there were values that were better than what they felt were being pushed on them and their kids in schools. And they wanted to get back to the things that would lead to liberty and prosperity, blessing and protection. So that's where I've been the last 12 months, uh, writing books, reading books. And, and now we're, we're, we're trying to really go after the head of the snake that's producing a lot of the obscene and, and even pornographic materials that are being marketed to second to sixth graders in middle school uh, and also stuff marketed to the littles in pre-K and kindergarten. Yeah. When you say pornographic, I know some people roll their eyes and they say, mm. okay, here's the evangelical yeah. movement. They they think go. that somebody kissing in a movie is pornographic. You know, they freak out about that kind of stuff. No. Help me understand what yeah. the parameters are here, what you're actually talking about. Yes. Thank you for asking me to clarify. And I wouldn't have believed it myself. This just sounds like exaggeration. And so I ordered the books, I own the books, I have them, and I've read through the ones we're talking about. And I can give you titles. Um, There's one in particular that you could look at that um, is called Welcome to St. Hell, My Trans-Teen Misadventure. And if you open up to page uh, such and such, we've got a PDF that'll detail all this. You've got minors that are, not only are, are they drinking underage, they're in pictures, taking off their clothes, they're in bed together. Uh, one girl with 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 minor young girl uh, with her hand down another girl's pants, and it gets more graphic than that. It gets into um, you know showing off their breast removal scars, and uh-huh. then doing their sexual uh, deeds and recommending to the other one, hey, uh, you know, uh, please, uh, you know, don't don't go inside. Uh, 
stay outside, treat me like I'm a guy. Mm. Because, of course, she's, she's no longer uh, Lois, and she's now Lewis. And, uh, and then it gets into hiding things from parents and uh, instruction manuals on how to turn your female sex organ into a two-inch willy. Yeah. Uh, their words in, in the book. Insanity. So it just gets into graphic, obscene, lewd, inappropriate sexual material for kids eight years old. That's second grade. Now, Kirk, it's ten awesome. years ago, we I think most normal people, you don't have to have a PhD, you don't have to be a a minister, just the average person would say, well, that's yeah. grooming. That is that is manipulating yeah. the minds and emotions of a child to get them to engage in sexualized behavior yeah. and maybe harm themselves, and we won't tolerate it. What has happened where this is now debatable? Yeah. Well, the, the moral goalposts have moved. And uh, <clears throat> this is, this is a, you know, a conversation we could have for a long, long time. Uh, but at, at the end of the day... Um, what, what, what can I say about this? I mean, we, we, can, we can diagnose why. Mm-hmm. Um, America has been built uh, with a set of ideas that fundamentally operate off the premise that we need, God, we need God's help to change our hearts so that we'll want to do the right thing and love our neighbor, even if nobody's watching and if even if the police and their laws don't make us, mm-hmm. we need God's help. And so when we shift away from that and we get rid of God and we get rid of this, this idea that we're lost without him, we start creating our own um, ideas of morality and we start redefining everything. And so then who are you to say that we can't talk to children uh, about sexual ideas when they're two or three? Right. Uh, who are you to say that parents have authority uh, exclusive authority in these areas with their children. Um, why can't children be property of the state? They are in China. They are in other places. Well, it's, it's because we have a set of ideas that are rooted somewhere that have transcendent authority. Yeah. And once you uproot that, you've uprooted the tree. And, and, and it's very easy to push it over at this point. And that's what we're seeing. The tree is tottering. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very disturbing. That's, that's my and, view. And well, yeah, I think that makes sense. And and adults can make one set of decisions. It's just exceptionally bold to bring children into it. You know, I as a gay guy, I've always been hyper paranoid. Like, don't don't pat somebody's kid on the head. Don't don't ever be alone with a child because you know you know what people think. And I'm not ever going to give anybody an opportunity to accuse me of something. And so I've lived that way my entire adult life, which is unfair i think but that's reality and then these people are so crass and crude that they're openly saying i'm talking to your kids about this and and it it is a recruitment it's shocking and you know i'm setting you up for for this next question i don't know how you're going to answer it having made money and had a career and becoming a celebrity in modern american hollywood you look back at that time and you look at hollywood today what do you think Um, well, I think that, that, that I could see the seeds that were planted 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when I was on growing pains mm-hmm. that, that have just simply, uh, sprouted and grown into what we're seeing today. Um, but what, what do I think about that? I, I, I guess 
I, I think the thought that comes to my mind is that there are so many, well, what's the old phrase? All it takes for evil to advance is for good people to do nothing. Right. I think that when good people move out of positions uh, of leadership in spheres of society that they believe are corrupt, for example, Hollywood is corrupt. Uh, politics in Washington, D.C. is corrupt. Lawyers are corrupt. Uh, you know, the, all the filthy money are areas. We don't want to deal with that. And particularly religious people have this mindset. Uh, we, we don't want to get our hands dirty with that stuff. We'll just concern ourselves with heavenly things and what happens in the next world. Well, when you do that, you create a vacuum. And then people with lesser ideas that don't lead to blessing, they lead to bondage, yeah. uh, get in charge, and they start using those positions of leadership to create the reality that they want made in their own image. And yeah. then you wind up with what we're getting. And so if we want to change the culture around us, we don't get there by wine, be, becoming professional whiners or escapists uh, or even like some church folks, defeatists, right. thinking, well, the devil's in charge and so the things can only get worse. We're just looking to get uh, out of here. Uh, what I think we need to do is turn the mindset around and say, let's, let's own the problem and say, due to our apathy and neglect and lack of engagement, we've allowed this to happen on our watch. We've right. made our bed. Now we're, we're sleeping in it. And our children are the ones who are really going to have to pick up the pieces. Uh, so let's, let's lean in. Let's engage. And let's do better. Yeah. I'm hoping that uh, my religious friends and the people here in Central Virginia who you know, I often say are too close to heaven to be any use on earth. We'll come on down and, you know, recognize God gave you a life and you need to engage if you want to save this society for your children. Kirk Cameron, yeah, uh, and, I, I really appreciate I the chance to talk to you. To do that. Yeah. Well, well the, thank you. And the, I, I appreciate that. And thanks for having me on. The book fair is coming up on December 2nd at Riverbend High School, hosted by the Spotsylvania County Public Schools. The superintendent, Mark Taylor, has rented the place out himself to make this happen from nine in the morning until two. And Kirk will be there reading and signing um, one of his books. So I'm really excited about that. And I enjoyed talking to you. I appreciate you being bold and standing up for what's right, Kirk. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate you. And, um, uh, God bless you. I hope, hope uh, maybe uh, you'll even be able to make it down to the book fair. Yeah, I would uh, look forward to seeing shake you. Hands. I'd love to, love to say hello. It's 919. Right. We're back with Take more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.